Before we get too far into this Fly Race and RacerX podcast, for nearly 40 years, Racetech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with high-quality suspension components made right in the USA. From modern to vintage, Racetech is your go-to source for suspension performance. I just got some uh, Project Bike stuff done by them, and uh, yeah, looks great, so they can do it. Uh, also, developing the best combination of porting, cam timing, mapping, related components to build world-class engines is a painstaking process, as any tuner knows. Racetech has spent an impressive number of hours doing R&D on the flow bench, dyno, CNC, and at the track to create the Racetech power plan. If you follow the Racetech power plan and assemble the engine correctly, you can build an engine capable of competing with anything in the world. And code PULP23. Tell them you listen to Pulp MX. Call down there. Use the code. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Save yourself some money on suspension work, on motor work, or whatever. All right. On to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing RacerX Podcast, High Point Review. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, man. 25 years in business uh, at, Fl- at Fly Racing and at Fly Racing USA on social media, of course. And whether it's the Formula Helmet, whether it's the boots, whether it's the Zone Pro goggles, whether it's the Evo gear, whether it's kinetic mesh, so on and so forth, Fly Racing has you covered. They make everything uh, uh, for you when it, comes, when it comes to off-road, when it comes to motocross, street, Mountain bike, snowmobile, all of it, uh, fly racing, great stuff. Uh, I've got some new mountain bike stuff that they redid. Uh, looks really works really well. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board. Chance Hymas, RJ Hampshire, yeah, lots of people um, wearing Fly Racing out there on the uh, on the track. So thank you to Fly Racing for coming on board this podcast. Thank you people for listening. Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com as well. I'll tell you about a couple others as we go on. This will be JT and Weege joining me as usual to talk about High Point. Uh, thank you to the folks at Renthal. UK uh, made USA proven. Uh, more championships than all the other brands combined. Uh, MXGP, uh, Canadian Moto, American Moto, they cover it all. And they've got championships and, and race wins and all of it. From the 7-8s bar to the fat bar, 36 to the fat bar to the twin wall bar. Sprockets, chains, grips, all of it. Their, their, their website is super informative. It's got a dealer locator on it. It's got a bar bend chart as well. Um, and you can see all the, all the uh, other features and benefits of using Renthal. Chances are you've used something from them over the years, right, if you're listening to this. Thank you to the folks at uh, uh, Renthal for all that they do for us. And as well, get ready to tread victoriously with the new Maxxis Moto Tires. Brand new line from these guys. Paddle tire now as well. Experience the full shred potential of two new treads designed for soft to intermediate and intermediate to hard terrain. Developed and tested with some guy named Jeremy McGrath. Grip, stability, and predictability that surpasses all others. 
Available now at your local Maxxis dealer or online at shop.maxxis.com. Maxxis MX Series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. Pick your pair. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little high point and, and more here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. All right, now to talk about high point and more, including uh, a shirtless rider out there that we're going to talk about. Uh, first up, he's the voice of the motocross series, working with uh, RC this weekend in the booth. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah, and uh, that's breaking news. Uh, I've learned a couple things in the recording of this podcast. I, I didn't know uh, about this hockey thing, and I also didn't know about this shirtless thing. So I'm learning a lot already. Yeah, yeah our, our guy Rupert posted a photo on Twitter of a guy in the LCQ with no sh- no jersey on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Is there, do we know if there's a reason for that? or It looks like the guy got it ripped off. Oh, okay. In a crash? I don't okay. know. It, it, I'm just okay. following Twitter. Um, but okay. yeah, I, again, I wasn't there, but this is, yeah, this is great. Uh, also on the line from fly racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did know that the hockey uh, series ended. So just wanted to put that out there on the front end. I wasn't aware. I wasn't yeah, aware. On Tuesday. So it's Sunday as we record this, everybody. And why asked before we hit record, like how the Stanley cup playoffs were going. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They, they won. And then he thought they just won it, but it was actually, they won it on Tuesday yeah. Almost a yeah, week I, ago. Like, I, I was like, I really, really checked social over the me- weekend. I was very busy. And you're like, well, this happened on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 But it's one of my great life skills. Like, I follow football, basketball, and baseball so intently. And the fact that I've never been able to absorb any hockey knowledge, I actually pride myself on it. Wow. It's an impenetrable mm-hmm. fortress to anything hockey. Well, the Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions, six long years they had to wait. Uh, so, yeah, I feel for all the fans. And you went to the game? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, my whole yeah. life I watched the Stanley Cup get awarded, and then I saw it in person, and we had good seats. We were like eight rows up. So, yeah, it was really good. Um, that was cool. It was really cool to see the guys, how happy yep. they were and everything. Um, yeah. Hey, so uh, did, I think I know the answer to this, Weege, but do you change at all? Do you change your style from, from James to Ricky? Do you, do you anything? Does anything change on your end? Uh, I don't think those two a lot. I, I'd say a little bit. There's still a difference, Dean. Ricky has just done it. 1400 times at this point and if you really think about it James did two nationals last year he was in the booth with rc for a couple supercrosses and that's about it Mm -hmm. right um so i do feel like i'm maybe i don't know being a little more i i I think we know a little more like where the lane is for me and where the lane is for carmichael because we've both done our gigs for longer um it's probably a little looser with Stu, but it's not a big difference like last year when it was like say bringing a guy who had never done anything like it at all, like Jeremy Martin or, or Brock Lover or whatever, I did feel like I was doing more to keep them comfortable, to, to let them know, like, if you don't have anything to say, we'll be fine. If you do, you'll be fine. Um, it's not a huge difference uh, like it is with a noob, but there is still a difference thing. just Carmichael having done it uh, 19 million times. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, listen, uh, it's not going to happen again probably, but the, we're, we're going to look back on the, the – uh, the rotating color analysts, and it was cool. I honestly wouldn't mind if they did it again. You know, well, a couple things. First of all, that's what Berth Stu. You know, yeah. if, if it just stays with GL or whoever for an entire year, he's not going to get a shot. And then look, now he's practically full time. But JT, JT, you were the greatest winner of all of the Summer of Mav TV. You were the greatest winner of all. You've got a shot, and now you might be here for life. So, Steve, look what it's done. It's given JT. Oh. A well, television gig. Well, I, I, I would I would argue that I got a shot too. You you did. I was on Mav TV on TV. Oh, yeah. Well, 
for life or no? <laughs> no, no. It's they, they let me life. know after one year, but I did get a shot just like JT. It just didn't. I didn't keep going. <laughs> JT, congrats! You're still here. I'm very fortunate, and I still cannot believe. I think it's deserving. Let's start there. But no, I mean, you did a great job. No, no, no. Well, I'm not talking oh. about that. Thank you. Oh. I appreciate it. But Steve's show was on TV for an hour a week. His his janky show. Yes. That's not janky the point. But no, yeah. Yeah. It's I, unbelievable. I got photos. Of, if it never happens again, that I, is an unbelievable it, turn of events. I got photos of people in like Buffalo Wild Wings, and my face is in Buffalo Wild Wings. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. But, uh. Yeah, no, uh, I I I like the the rotating was your, was your guys. Thing, yeah. Like people have seen Jesus's face as a chicken wing. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, I or? think that was it. Yeah, I think. Okay. I, yeah, I never actually knew if I was on TV or inside a chicken wing. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think Ricky got the Ricky got the memo that people really like James breaking down the suspension. I think Ricky got the memo or something. Uh, he dialed yeah. more. He in, seemed to do more. Work on he. <laughs> He definitely did. He got into it uh, a lot deeper than he yeah. would with you know with a lot of people. So, um, which is good. That's fine. It's great. Yeah, more of these guys being more candid and more studious is, is a good thing. You know. Well, so. my my perspective on that, and I, I spoke with him briefly about this because I said, "Hey, man, you did a really good job of that." Um, I, I think that was a really nice development, and I know you know obviously he. I'm sure he saw just like you said, Stu did it a lot, and. He kind of said, well, it, it's really easy to do that. And I will give credit to Weege again because Weege helped me when I started writing for Racer X. was like, hey, that's easy and obvious to you, but that's not obvious to everyone. So why don't you share that? People will tell you if like you're dumbing it down too much or making it too obvious, but some of this stuff is really insightful and you guys take it for granted because you live and breathe it. But other people would be super interested in that. So I think that's what Ricky was kind of getting. Um, and yeah, kudos to him and, uh, the viewers are the real winners there. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely like, uh, like Tony Romo, like elevated Troy Aikman's game. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what they say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah. they, yeah, they really do. Aikman, yeah. Aikman really became better, uh, after yeah. you saw everybody, how much everybody was freaking out about Tony Romo. And I agree hundred percent. Uh, Troy got really great at it. And, uh, and then I think, I think Greek was like, Oh, people like that. Okay. I can do it too. I mean, it's yep. not for lack of knowledge from RC. That's a, that's, you know? Yeah, that's it. Like, he knows how to do it, right? It's it's about knowing what people want and, like, oh, they like, oh, I have that knowledge. Exactly yeah. like you said. I have that knowledge. That's great. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So. I think we always tilt the TV. I think the problem, yeah, it's not lack of knowledge. It's We, we tilt the TV toward, you know, oh, we're going to get new fans and uninitiated people to become an, uh, interested in the sport. And there's hardcore things if you're super into the sport you can learn more like pulp say or this show right here um but i feel like if you give reasons why someone's doing good or bad it's okay if a little bit of it goes over their head i'm never going to know as much as they're explaining about defense and nfl game i'm not angry that they're telling me things i don't know at least at the end of the game i have a somewhat of a sense of like why did this happen even if i don't quite grasp all of it I think it's okay to go deeper than the average person can understand because at least when like Ferrandez has a good day or a bad day or, or the, the best point was masterful being unreal last week mm-hmm. instead of being like, how the hell did that happen? Well, one of the reasons is look at the way his bike is working on this particular track and you're like, oh, maybe I don't even see that. Maybe I don't understand. Yeah. But at least he gave me a reason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was good. Um, and it's why was Ricky in for High Point? Was this an NBC show? 
Did I miss that? I just watched no, the Peacock. I think, I, I think both guys just didn't want to do 11. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, yeah. they're just all, they're just breaking it up. I think Stu's in for eight. Um, so I don't know if he already had something scheduled or what, but I, I don't think anybody wanted to do 11, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the race in a little bit, um, and uh, we'll talk more. Um, I want to do 11, Weech. I want to do 11. I'm here. We know, JT. We know. Okay. Just making sure. In a G- We've got an off weekend coming up. We're probably going to a GT. Making sure. Motocross the Nations. I'll be there. Yep. Yep. We know. Uh, hey, um, I didn't think Ken Rocks would be that good, Weege. He surprised me. He led laps. Yes. Uh, I did not. I had him three to five. Uh, he'd rode twice, uh, jumping in. I did not think he would be this good. He was really good. Uh, track was yeah. its, its own animal, of course, but either, either, either way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that helped him because he's just so talented and good and technical and balanced. Uh, but he even said, I talked to him after the race, and he even said, like, yeah, people were really blowing me up. Like, oh, you could come in and really shake things up. And he's like, I appreciate the respect, but I only rode twice. Yeah, so yeah. I did not think, I mean, I thought, here was my hope. I just figured it was so cool for the fans to have him there, and he's so good early in the race. I'm like, what if he got a start and led mm-hmm. the first lap? And it's like, ah, he led Jet Lawrence. <laughs> right. The crowd was going to lose their mind. That would be a cool thing. I didn't expect him to be leading late in both motos, for sure. I mean, to be yards ahead of what the you know even say you know plessinger and webb they're not as accomplished outdoors as roxon but i didn't think he would just beat them and ferrandis wow like jumping in and he hadn't even ridden this bike or if he or if he did beat them it would be a duel to the death they weren't even close to him no 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 yeah he was way way better than that (laughs) yeah he was uh jt i do think the track helped him for the weeds the reasons we just said It, it, it did play into his hands but Tip of the visor to Kenny either way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. and I spoke to a few members of his team. Uh, I was kind of waiting around to get an interview with him for um, – we ended up doing it during halftime, but they played it before the, the second 450 moto. And that was a part of uh, – I think Kenny knew that, right? That was a part of his strategy. He's like, hey, this track plays to my strengths. Like I have uh, – he knows like he has great balance and technique and core strength and all the things that the ruddy high point track and off cameras and all that would favor – he didn't know it was going to be that ruddy, right? That played more into his favor. Um, but I don't think it was just like a random, oh, what's on the schedule this weekend? Let's go. Like, yeah. I think it was he wanted to go to High Point. He likes that racetrack. Um, but, yeah, kudos to him. I think everybody was surprised at how good he was. I know I was. No question yeah. about it. Yeah, we, we talked about a Moto 60 show, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, he's not going to beat Jet. Uh, he'll be three to five. Uh, he'll battle with those guys. He's get good starts. He may lead laps because he's Kenny, but uh, yeah, I didn't think he'd lead uh, six and ten laps. Yeah. And, you know, and also be two seconds faster than everybody. Yeah, in the, you know, practice. Yeah. I, I, so, we, was this just an SMX points thing? I mean, that's why. Um, is that is that what? Because no, you were framing were it that way a little bit. I, I was not because I talked to uh, Courtney Rockson called me on Tuesday to explain like, yeah, we're coming. Here's how I want to announce it, and. Um, I think they were bored, for one thing. I think they were bored. Uh, he said, ah, Father's Day weekend, it'd be fun to go racing. I do think it's an SMX points thing in a way, but I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. Like, to me, it's not worth that kind of effort. It's not going to make a huge, huge difference, I don't feel, in SMX points. So well, it could give, him, think, could give him two more points than somebody uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah, and it will, actually, because I was wondering, he was, I think, 34 points behind Tomac, who we know is not going to score any in motocross. And I'm like, can he score enough points can he score 35 points or 36 whatever mm-hmm. he need to jump tomac and i'm like man 
that's a tall order. Like, I think you have to be 4-4. And to your point, that's pretty much right where we expected him. I didn't him to do this well. But yeah. he did. He did jump Tomac. I don't think it was just an SMX points thing. I also feel that Kenny, I don't think he wants to be caught in the politics of like, like we all know he got offered a ton of money to take to go to WSX. That's that's why he's going there. And that's fine. Like you cannot blame him for taking the money, right? But I also think that he doesn't want to be a bad guy to either the series or the fans, or I'm the guy that turned my back on motocross. So it's like, mm-hmm. here's a good thing to do. I'll show up. The fans will be fun. It'll be fun. And, you know, it'll soften the blow of, of I chose to go to one series over another. Like, how could you hate on Kenny now? You can't. Well, it's spectacular. It was fun. It was awesome. And it sounds like JT, he's going to do more from what I hear from a couple of texts. Yeah, that I, I hope yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. And uh, I, I think there's something to what we said. Um, I also think it's not the worst idea ever, right? We know he's going to go race, uh, you know, the uh, World Supercross Series, whatever. And he's going to make a lot of money. But it's also a little bit of a warm-up, right? Like, he hasn't raced since Salt Lake City, where he hurt his knee. So, whether or not at Supercross, it's it's a gate drop for him. And he's paid a lot of money to go win those races. So, I think it's a lot of the things we said. It's, uh, you know, it's super, super motocross points. It's kind of keeping the peace between all of the series. And it's also just preparing himself to go race when he when he has to in a couple weeks, you know, because he, he is expected to win that series. Weej, I kind of heard today couple of texts that he's going to do more. Well, he had great vibes from this, and there were no negatives. That's one thing. It wasn't like he's like, oh, I pushed my body too hard. But I want to know, JT, I can't really hear the crowd that well. I can only hear it through microphones and stuff. What was that crowd response like? That would probably make a guy come back. I'm assuming they were going nuts. Yeah, they were losing it. I mean, for, for one, the high point crowd is one of the best of the season, and that, that was a learning process for me. Last year was kind of learning which races go crazy, which are a little bit more mellow. High Point is one of the better ones, no doubt. And, yeah, I mean, you talk about it's Father's Day. Kenny has his son Griffin up there. Everybody wanted – I mean, they were chanting for Kenny the entire time. Like, from when they pulled off the track into the tent, it's probably five minutes to five minutes before the first interviewer, and I would say five to seven minutes before Kenny would get up there. They were chanting Kenny's name the entire time. So that's all you need to know right there. There's no way he didn't enjoy every minute of that. Even though I know he was very frustrated after the first moto, I talked to his team. He was pissed. But leaving there, he left there with a really positive feeling and like, yeah, I should come back and do more of these. Yeah, I may or may not have sent a text to someone high up at Suzuki after that first moto. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, hey, that was the first time, though, all year. Like, that was the first moment we've really had. Uh, well, where... there was a practice in Supercross. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but yeah. none of that mattered. Yeah. None of that mattered. This was the moment. Like, we were all waiting for it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was waiting for this moment to right. happen. And that, that's where, you know, we finally got it. Right. Um, yeah, bummer. Bummer deal. It does seem like the HEP bikes, again, as you add compression and mapping the you know it affects the way the bikes start it does seem like the hep guys have trouble starting their bikes um for sure yeah and and i I talked to kenny about it and he said he said two things it was hot for sure but uh he had mud stuck in there and he couldn't get it into neutral like he was stuck in a rut yeah so he couldn't rock the bike back and forth there's much mud around his foot peg and the shifter like he was like every possible way that i could be screwed of getting this thing started i was you know like it shouldn't oh, yeah. have been this difficult but oh. yeah 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you're Suzuki, although I do hear they're coming with E-Start next year. That, that's the word. Same bike, but oh. with E-Start. Yep, yep. Oh, oh. Yep. So, I mean, they've uh, had it forever. They've yeah. had it when yeah. I was there in 2017, they had it. Yeah. But it was it made the bike too heavy, so they didn't do it. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to ask something about Roxon being there. What do you guys think? Like, okay, Lawrence has just been ridiculous. I mean, no doubt. He's won every darn moto, and he did every lap until now. So do you think if you're Sexton or Anderson or even Eli Tomac, we don't know what his future is, does this encourage you a little bit like, okay, wait, if Kenny can hang with the kid, I got to get back out there, as opposed to like, oh, we got a real problem in our heads. Does this give any of the other dudes on the sideline a little win sales? Uh, JT, what do you think? I'm torn. I know that's going to shock you because – it would be easy to say, yes, look at Roxon. I can beat Roxon. Look what he did. But if you if you just take Roxon out of the equation, it was just really business as usual. Like, he smoked everybody else. If it wasn't Ken Roxon, he, he destroyed everybody else, you know? Like, so I don't think much changed. I just think Kenny was really good and is always really good in those conditions. And I think if Chase was there or whoever was there, it would have been the same thing. Kenny would have given anybody problems on that particular racetrack. That's a good point. Steve, what do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, uh, look, we saw, I mean, I really think Sexton gave him a lot at second motor Impala, and I think Sexton can jump back in and maybe give him a race or two, and he will be right back on Jet's rear fender. I, I really I really think that. So, but yeah, everyone else was done. So, and when you say, you know, Tomac, I mean, he's injured, so he ain't coming back, right? Um. Well, no, 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 no. I just mean Tomac has a decision to make. Is he ever going to come back? You know, yeah. it would have to be next year. Yeah. But do, do, do any of the I, do they read into this and say like, uh, wait a minute, I've beaten Kenny enough. Yeah. If he can do this, maybe I'll give it a shot. Or am I reading too much into one race? Yeah, I think if you're Sexton, you're like, look, I gave him everything you wanted, Apollo, and I can do it again because I'm Chase Sexton. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think Sexton's in the fight too, but I don't think anything changed. If Kenny didn't show up, all we'd be talking about is Jet destroying everyone again because that's what would have happened right and you're saying if sexton was there we'd be talking about dude kenny battled sexton and jet yeah for sure yeah yep. yeah yeah yep. yep i uh but jets uh jets laps led streak breaks but his overall streak continues his moto streak continues and we i got a bone to pick with you a little bit um so oh. like and listen i i love the history of the sport and i'm up on it as much as you you both of us uh more so than jt know more about the history and you're bringing up Bailey's 500 wins now. Did did something happen? Did are we are we what are we doing? We have, we have a stats package. Yeah, but like we had the stat package before and we never brought up 500 wins and as we know about Brock telling us when he moved up to 500s he went he won the first 6 or whatever. Uh and when, I I don't know. I don't understand. Now we're talking Bailey in 84 and I'm fine with that, but why weren't we talking Bailey 84 before? Like what are we doing? Are we talking 500s or not? I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think it was first. All right. <laughs> I mean, I can see the difference where it was like, he can he get the record in the class that he's in? And now that he's done that, I guess it's like, well, wait, does this happen in any other class? Because they even brought up the record in the 125, or now 250F class, which is GL winning his first four motos. So all I can say is like, hey, going into round three, he was only tied in the class that he's in. And now after round three, he past that so now let's look and see if it happened anywhere else that's all i can come up with because okay. i had never heard about i had not heard about the Bailey thing at all until after thunder valley 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just yeah. I just want to keep it all straight. If we're going to throw Bailey in there, I'm good with it, but let's throw him in from the start and just be like, here's yes. the all-time first yes. first year in any class streak record. <clears throat> and and But, you know, I mean, obviously, and you know, hopefully Brock's not listening, in 84 there was only two guys that could win, right? And Bailey won them all and Brock struggled. So, um, you know, 250 class is much deeper in 84, 83, 85, all of that. So, um, but yeah, anyways. It's tough, man. Yeah, it's I know. I know. It is. Yeah. It's tough because it's very easy to just look at the class the rider is in now and look through the history of that class and compare those records. And then you get in this dicey of like, well, is it is the 450 class the old 250 class or is it just wow. the premier class? And if you use the word premier, then does it count 500 or not? <laughs> it just is so hard. Well, it's so easy to compare it to the class that it always was, yeah. and it gets so hard to compare it to a class that it never was. Yeah, if that makes sense. I mean, I brought up last yeah. week on the. I mean, Glover's got a point. The four, the four fifties are the mega horsepower bikes now, right? They make what five hundreds used to make. They're like riding a five hundred more so than. I, you know what though? I heard that. I disagree with that. I okay. disagree with that. Yes, on a dyno. Yes, on a dyno. Yeah, but. The 500 two-stroke was the hardest to ride bike ever, and the 454 stroke is the easiest to ride bike ever. On a dyno, it might be the same number. Yeah, you're, but um, yes. Okay. Near mortals were like, this bike has this massive, scary ass hit, which is either going to rip my arms out or spin the back tire. And a 454 stroke is the exact opposite of that. Sure. So okay. I don't, I yeah. don't subscribe to that. Okay. It, yes, it is horsepower. Yeah. That's why the 500s yeah. were scary on a uh, scary on a supercross track. And that's why when you talk to the factory guys and we're like, oh, 450s are too much, they're always like, what? This bike's freaking great. Yeah. Okay. Until they go down. But when, they, when they're when they riding them, they think they're the best bike ever. Um, all right. So talking about Jed a little bit, uh, yeah, he won again. Uh, JT, you said he went down in qualifying a few times. And then he went down, obviously, in the moto, uh, lost his visor both motos, and said he wasn't happy with the balance of his bike. And, yeah, he looked a little more mortal. Uh, he still won, which is scary for everyone else. Cause as we said, if Ken's not there, it's see you later. And this was a day that really JT, he, he wasn't comfy. He didn't ride that well. No, I just didn't get an off day. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, everybody has those, like he just didn't have his best day. And for him to still go one, one on a day like that, where he, he struggled all morning. I mean, he's not big crashes, just tip overs, but he doesn't really do that. And it was time and time and time and time again and then he had a pretty big one in the first moto and yeah it just wasn't yeah. it was just that kind of day for him and i think he was frustrated he was searching for settings on the bike he was frustrated with the fork change in the second moto and uh yeah it's mm. it's scary that he can still go one one when things are not going all that well yeah kenny led 16 laps on a day he led 15 and went one one yeah it's uh also kenny going seven two for second overall Wow. Yeah, he was shocked. Yeah. He was shocked yeah. on the podium. Yeah. Then he got second. Yeah, really, right? Uh, uh, Weege, Adam Adam put on his social media, the reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Uh, just, you know, one week after coming under fire by social media people for getting beat by Master Pool and others, uh, he gets third overall. Good job, Adam. 4-4 four, four for third. And, he, and, hey, he went after those guys for a little bit in second moto, you know? Yeah, he threw down a 214. That's a that one lap, yep. which is really impressive. Go ahead, Weech. That's what I was going to say. It wasn't the podium. It was the speed mm -hmm. and challenging for the lead. We had a Roxham Scenes for a little battle. How great is that and how shocking is that? Mm -hmm. Like, what? Yeah. A Roxham Scenes for a little battle for the lead in a 450 motocross. Uh, put that on the bingo card uh, last week, oh, seven <laughs> days ago. Yeah, yeah, good point. 
Yeah. No, nah, third overall. Good. It was cool. I mean, it was super tight. I was hoping it was a sign, but he he didn't really indicate it. It was any sort of breakthrough. <laughs> so he didn't like after the race. He was like, ah, yeah, whatever. Well, he was in the press conference. You know, yeah. and he's, you know, it's not like the hand all of a sudden got better or anything like that. Um, he was encouraged the fact that he had that speed. He's like, I used to have it. All- yeah, he did. JT used to have it. The speed. He did used to have it and cell service. And yeah, he always had cell service. I think. <laughs> <sighs> all right, uh, Dylan. Okay, all right, we, we we lost you, but we're gonna just carry on, and when you hear us, just jump back in. All right, here we go. Uh, Dylan, what happened to Dylan off the start in Moto One? Did he go down? I don't know. I, I oh. missed it in the uh, the chaos of just everything that was going on, but uh, he was way way back. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was. I mean, honestly, the first corner and second corner were just a mud mess. Yeah. So there's no telling. But he yeah he was way back. What were the? I was thinking. Um, Scoop would be the one for the start, but then as that track dried out, no bueno. What did, yeah, what, what first, did we end up with? First moto it was. Okay. Uh, first moto that most guys were scoop, um, and then second moto, everybody went away from it. And yeah. I think it just track got too hard. Like, yeah. All the ruts at the bottoms of them were super hard. But, yeah, it what? was, uh, I think, a little dicey first moto. Mm-hmm. Some some did, some didn't, and then everybody went away from it. When I sit back and close my eyes and think of high point, moto two is what I think of high point as. That it was just such a typical high point right there, Moto Two. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just randomly was kind of decompressing after my flight back this morning, sitting on the couch, and uh, one of my YouTube recommendations was 2005 High Point. Mm-hmm. So I was watching Ricky and James battle, and track was very similar to that. Yeah. Ruddy, just it, honestly, I don't remember what the weather was like. I raced it. I saw myself on there in the back somewhere, but. Um, yeah, conditions were not quite as bad, but eerily yeah. similar. Yeah, I, I, what we saw I, I think. Yeah, I think oh five or uh, our second moto was what we've seen a lot of years there for sure. Yeah, uh, Dylan got fourth. He rode a good second moto uh, to end up uh, on the box. Um, any words from him? Frustration? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was. Uh, I think he's frustrated a little bit. Um, just it seems like he's really struggling with the bike setup. That's what I'm getting from him. Yeah. It's just he he's testing at the races every single week and trying like literally every time he goes out on the track, they're trying something different. And I, I just think he's having a tough time with that. He he talking to him small talk off camera and then on camera, it's just like I'm having to spend so much time with the bike that I'm not even worried about myself right now. Like I'm not even practicing really. I'm not training as much as I need to be because all we're doing is I, I just can't figure this twenty twenty three bike out. I think it does a lot of things really well, but all of these, like when it's super ruddy like that, mm-hmm. and like every time they come across a new condition, I think he's just like, I don't know what the bike's going to do. I don't know where to go on settings. And you, you find that like that happens a lot of times with new bikes. Doesn't mean the new bike's not great. It's just, they don't necessarily know what to do when the conditions change. We need you there. Am I? Yeah, you are. Uh, uh, I am. Yes. Cooper Webb, three, six, uh, second moto, it looked like, and I, you guys didn't show him much, but it looked like he was like, Master Pool passed him, and he was yeah. like, whatever. I'm like, oh boy, and I know he was pissed last week at Lakewood, and then I look like looking at the lap times, uh, he really put some, he put his head down, and was like, this guy is not beating me again. <laughs> Finally got, yeah, him. I didn't yeah. see the battle either. Yeah, you know, I'm only seeing the same thing with the lap times, but um, you know. It's funny how this sport works, right? Like, Webb was really good. He got second in the second moto at Hangtown, right? So it's kind of like with St. having a good moto here. It's like you just want to think, like, okay, he's officially back or he's officially good. And you forget that this is a work in progress. 
Uh, I think I think what I was telling you after the race last week, even like I forget how hard some of these freaking tracks and these gnarly these races are. Right. Um, and I I feel like it was the same thing here. Like he's jumping back in the series. He wasn't planning on racing it. He didn't race it last year. And these have been brutal tracks. So yeah, yeah. it's a little bit more of a work in progress than maybe it looked after the second motor at Hangtown. Like it's he's still not there yet. Well, I think like Dylan, Coop and AP, you all like, oh, they got it. They're coming around, and then, oh, no, no, they're not, right? Like, if any track should have been great for AP, it was this one, and fell in the first moto, fell in the second moto, um, you know, just never could get it going, and we had him on the show last week, and I'm like, I think you've been the second best guy in the series. He's like, yeah, me too. I've been riding well, and then like, oh, no, 8-5 on the day for AP. <laughs> so Yeah, like, with the fall, who knows what the second moto is yeah, in the fall. I yeah. don't know. No, but it uh, wasn't. It wasn't what I thought. What about Marchbanks? Second in Moto One, obviously helped by Kenny, but then he would have got third. So either Incredible. way, yeah, Marchbanks. He was pumped too. Yeah, was he good? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pumped. I mean, literally, like when he came off his bike, he's just like yelling at his mechanic. He's like, five years, I finally did it." Like just, <laughs> you could tell, like it was like super happy, but also relief. Yep. You know what I mean? It's right. like a mixture of the two. But, uh, yeah, I was happy for him. I had nothing to do with any of it, but I was happy for him. Second moto, he pulled in the mechanics area, and then he came all the way from there to sixth or eighth. So, yeah. What was – Yeah, the, he, he was going really fast all day, what uh, did, obviously with a second, but even, like, in practice yeah. and second moto, he was ripping. What did they do to the bike? Do you know in the mechanics area? Like, what happened? What, what they did they the – uh, he, he had a bog, oh. and no idea why. Okay. And then they're like, yeah, we don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as you're a mechanic, like, you know, like, you come in and say it's bogging with fuel injection. They don't know. Yeah. They have no idea, yeah. right? They're just like, go back out. If it runs, it runs. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, yeah, he just took off. Good job for Garrett, huh? We each second place. Yes, I did ask the team after. They're going with electrical, Steve. They're going with electrical problems. <laughs> okay. All right. um, yep. Have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah. It sounds familiar, yeah. Okay. Yeah, your mechanic days. Um, but, dude, they needed it. Uh the press releases that Mike Bonacci puts out every week are uh, poetic at times. And the way he described the term rock bottom after Hangtown with uh, Jeremy going out and Marchbanks struggling and uh, Kilroy crashing all the time. Uh, to think that that was only two races ago that they put a 450 on the podium and they got Phil back. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, you were literally just talking about this roller coaster, this emotional roller coaster that racing is. It was only two weeks ago that the team had to be throwing tools yeah. against the wall over their fate. And yep. now they get second in a 450 moto. Master Pool 5-7. He's good. He's legit. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, he's really good. Um, Plessinger 8. Grant Harlan 9. Hawaii zone. Good job for Harlan. Solid. Did you, uh, did you see Weege's interview with Harlan? That was pretty good. No. Weed, on the Weed Show. Oh, okay. The Weed Show? The Weed Show, yeah. Okay. yeah he was the only guy that was still around that late, and um, he, I heard he had a battle of death with Phil uh, in the first moto. Yeah, first moto our, looked our like man, it. Our man, Donnie Rodo, told me about it. It was amazing. And, uh, but it's funny how the standards change. He, he said it was a bummer 11th, a bummer day. And think about that right there. Yeah. Like, now he doesn't get to say ninth, and he's bummed. That's how it changed. It's funny. I, I know I was watching it obviously, and I I know exactly what he's talking about. Like I've had I've had motos where I, I got a really good result, and I didn't ride very well. Like I just everything kind of fell into place, and I got a good result. And I've had motos where I rode so well, like I felt like I was riding the 
best I possibly could. And my, my result on paper was like crap. So I, I re- really related when he said that. I was like, yeah, it was a bad 11th. Like 11th doesn't sound terrible, but I, you know, it just didn't, wasn't go- a good race for him. Um, so yeah, I, I, interesting to hear him say that because I totally could understand it. Drake was 10th. Good job for Derek Drake. Bar X guys. Uh, the Pope. More, uh, more bike issues. Really? Again? Yeah. Clutch, clutch issues, second moto. Oh, boy. After the brakes, yeah. right? They had brakes. They fixed the brakes. Yeah. They fixed the brakes. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they moved on. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Kickstarter? They fixed that yet or no? <laughs> um, I actually, for fantasy, I seriously, I stayed away from Suzuki guys. I was just like, ah, I'm a little worried about Suzuki guys at high point in the mud and the heat and humidity and all that. Um, but yeah, you were worried about the stalling. Yeah, I was. I was just worried about everything. Oh. I was worried about brakes, stalling, uh, heat, compression, ruts, mud, all of it. Yeah, oh was, well, uh, um, how, how right you were. Uh, the Pope, eleventh for the Pope. Um, wow. I'm. Re- I honestly, this is. I need to have a talk with our guy Fast Freddy because he is. There is just no reason Fast Freddy shouldn't be March Banks and Master Pool level. Not second like March Banks, but you know fifth, sixth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Freddie he should be around sixth every week. Absolutely, and he's not. You think he's? You think he's as good as those two guys? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I would. I would question that. I don't well, know about that. He came from thirty ninth to fourteenth in Moto One, uh, and then he, yeah, Freddie's Freddie. Just shit happening. I mean, to him. think think about what you're saying though. Like March Banks was a phenom, right? Like pro circuit. Won the Daytona Supercross. Like most of his career was kind of a letdown because the expectations were so high. Masterpool goes straight to Star Yamaha, sets the fastest lap time many times in outdoors, podiums, motos on 250. So that's what I like. I'm looking at that saying, okay, Freddie Norn was always like a privateer kind of hero, never really had that those outsized results, never was factory, never, you know what I mean? So that's how I kind of look at it. I'm like, I don't know. He was factory. He's factory Honda for like two seasons outdoors. I, yeah, but not, you know, not like out of amateurs. It was, it's a completely different dynamic. Well, Weege agrees with me. Yeah. Freddie, Freddie should be right up in the mix. He's not, not making it happen lately. Outdoor um, warrior. Outdoor warrior. Our guy, Phil, only this could only happen to Phil. Only yeah. happen to Phil. He comes. Unreal. He comes back after injury. The track is way faster for the first session. Everybody gets good times, but oh, not Phil. His bike breaks. <laughs> first, first lap, second lap. Like, did he did he get a lap in? Do we know? He did not record one lap. I don't believe. Like Kiefer, he Kiefered it basically. I never saw his name on the chart, and then I was really concerned because I was I, like, uh, unless his bike broke in one minute, he must be hurt. <laughs> But I guess his bike really broke in one minute. <laughs> so, so then, second practice, he's out of qualifying forever. And he finally puts a lap together and gets the 36th and last spot in before the LCQ. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, hey, Phil, you have Peacock, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do not go back and watch Race Day Live. Do not watch it. Because the only thing we had to talk about was you trying to get into the top 36. And you do not want to see yourself. You do not. <laughs> you do not. And the mechanics, of course, he's super angry, like super angry, probably at them because, yeah. you know, their mechanical problems will put him in this position. Yeah. But they're still ribbing him. They're like, yeah, were your foot pegs broken off or what? Because you were just sitting down with your legs out. <laughs> were your foot pegs broken off? Can and you imagine? he was so mad. Can you imagine how mad he was out there in a the second session? Oh. Yeah. T- trying to get a lap time in. 
Uh, oh god! And then he, yeah, and then he rolls to the gate thirty sixth in Moto One, but he pulled off a good start. He got a good start. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He got a decent start. So, and then did he fall in the second moto? He was way. He was twenty first or something. I don't know. Did he fall? Do we know? I think he's got a bad start. Okay. I think he did crash at one point in uh, uh, these various group texts. I think he said he crashed. Okay. And then of course, what yeah. does he get? What twenty one? Twenty one, of course. Yeah, twenty one. Right, of course. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the report he gave to me on a text was that it was mental. It was mental. So, <laughs> which we had a we had a group text before the the thing. I read him on the Pulp Show, and someone in the anonymous group text said that he would say it was mental. So they got it. Well, I don't want to name. I don't want to name names because it was anonymous. But I'm very, very familiar with the person that typed that. <laughs> okay, all right. Like I know him. Yeah, I know him like as if it's myself. Right, like, as if. Like, right, as if. And let, let us let let me explain to everybody. That's not Phil saying it's mental, like a mental block or a mental hurdle to overcome. It's just when something's crazy to him, he calls it mental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when someone does something dumb, he says it's effing mental. So right, that's how everyone is for him. Yeah, when I talked, most people I talked to is like I was kind of just like, how was it? Whatever, trying to warm them up a little bit, and they're like, oh my god, the track! Yeah, like everybody, Cooper Webb, like everybody was like, this track was so brutal. We went from Lakewood, which was brutal also, and I think this week everyone was like, oh wait, wait, Lakewood wasn't bad. Hold up, Lakewood wasn't bad. This place is yeah, is worse. Um, good job for Jeremy Han. The f- Real privateer, first true privateer out there. The Wildcat guys, 13th. I don't know, man. I don't know about Boutron. I don't know. I don't know. We may want to calm down on the Boutron train. Yeah, we got two bad ones in a row now. Yeah. It's almost like he's 32 years old and hasn't raced at a super high level the last few years. I don't know. Maybe the sponsors. Maybe some of the potential sponsors are current sponsors. Maybe you can investigate. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can investigate. Yeah. I don't know if these are the type of performances that a sponsor is looking to sponsor. Well, our guy Lorenzo went 22 to 13th and 28 to 11th in his two motos. So we like that. We like that effort. Okay. We like that okay. that wild effort, like a wildcat fighting through the pack. But Clawing we, his way back. Yeah, but we, his way back. But we yep. do need to talk to Boutron, although he was one ahead of Phil in the second moto, which also makes me smile because you know Phil. Was, oh, he cost Boutron the point? Yep. No, 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 no. Boutron got the last point. Yeah. That's what I mean. He cost Phil the last point. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Sign him, Steve. (laughs) I thought you were going to text Phil right now. Yeah. No, no. I, I enjoyed on a Friday. They decided they, they, the track was supposed to have an open practice for the amateurs and then press day at one o'clock at like eight in the morning or 10 in the morning. They decided no amateur riding, but press day, they weren't sure. So they finally decide at noon, maybe. There will be no press riding. I'm walking around. I brought my son to the race. I'm showing him the track and stuff. And I just see the two Wildcat guys, one mechanic and Boutron himself, sitting there waiting to go out on the track. And uh, <laughs> the bikes look good. The bikes yeah. look prepped. And we've known that press riding has been done for an hour at this point. And I'm like, are you guys going out to ride? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, there is no riding. They canceled it. And they're like, oh. So Wildcat Racing was not aware. They were ready to go out there and Yeah, that's what they do. On Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, what, that's what they do. Um, Jerry had some bike problems in Moto1 and then came from way back to 17th in Moto2. Jerry and Boutron, the uh, tale of four motos, the first four versus the last four for Boutron and Jerry. Um, a lot of ups and downs yeah. in there. 
ups and downs. Complicated case. Um, Jeremy Smith was back. I had him in fantasy. A Ray is struggling right now. I guess his air filter popped off. I don't know. Yeah, it did. Yeah, he showed me. <laughs> Spike, was, Spike was in shambles. He, he's texting Kiefer this morning about ways to keep your air filter on, and I just like is is this, is this a common what? problem? Like I've never heard of this being an issue, <laughs> except for A Ray. Yeah, it's professional professional level racing, everybody. Well, we got a guy yeah. out there with no jersey on, so oh, well, that's true. We got no quali- We got no qualifying times for I don't know most of the morning. And then uh, we're running LCQs when we don't really know who's in them or the public doesn't know who's in them. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Uh, so, A-Ray, I was looking at his bike. We got, and, Tanty, uh, we got Tanty back in the mix uh, flying a red eye from Australia. He's racing. What the heck, man? I mean, I'm just – I hate to say I'm Ron Burgundying it, but when I see results <laughs> graphics on the screen – I assume that they're actual people that are participating in the race. No, no. I, I, don't, I don't blame you. I mean, it says Tanty, and that's what you're supposed to – but it was a guy named Joseph Tate. He had Tanty's number from Supercross, and we saw this. This is nothing new. This is – It is true. It yeah. is nothing like new. But... The database says the, this number is this guy. Right. Yeah. So Now, is it coincidence that they had the same number and they have a similar last name? Like, is that just – wow. It's that's amazing how they worked out. This is fate. Not Tate. That's fate. That's fate. Yeah. Uh, fate I just for want to Tate. go back to A Ray. Okay. Yeah. Please. I saw A Ray, and uh, I'm like, how's it going? And he's like, yeah, the bike's overheating. It's losing a lot of coolant because I guess he had bent the radiator, and like the spigot thing on the end of the radiator is like pinched. Mm-hmm. But they don't have another one, so he's just continuing to run it. And he's like, I think it'll be okay. And I, he's like, I drained the coolant. I'm like, how much was in there? He's like, not very much. And I'm like, but you think it's going to be okay? He's like, yeah, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep mud hills. Every yeah, you know, yeah I think it'll be okay. So A-ray, man. I mean, this is the man who lined up this, with a flat tire. This is the this is the the dog the the gif of the dog drinking coffee in the burning building. That's A-ray. This is fine. This is fine. I'm here for it. I really I hope he makes every round. I mean, it's just every week a gift. And uh, I am now going to use this on my personal podcast, the Race Rex Exhaust Podcast, which is sponsored by Yoshimura. I'm like, hey, Ray, you run Yoshi? He's like, yeah. I'm like, any muffler problems this year? He's like, no. And I'm like, that is a way better ad than Team Honda winning every title this year. That is a way better ad for Yoshimura <laughs> because this man has blown through hundreds of mufflers. So I'm yeah. using it. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Anything else 450-wise? We got a week off. We're on to Redbud. Hopefully, better conditions, normal conditions. Hopefully, anyone know anything about Sexton? And any anyone have any idea? He said he said coming soon. He did on, on to, that uh, post. Yeah, to the to the captain of the Sexton ship. He said that yeah. too, right? No, yeah. no, he didn't yeah. say that to me. No, he didn't say that no, to me. No, oh, oh, what? <laughs> no, he oh. did not. No. Oh, oh. okay, I'm confused. Um, Sorry. Can you be a captain when you're, Can you be a captain when you're not even in the same country? E. Well, you e. weren't at the race either. To well, be fair, at least I'm in the country. Um, kind kind of, kind of. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. Anything else? Four fifty was. He may he may have been about the same distance. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Same flight distance. Um, That's true. All right. I'm good on four fifty. So we're just yeah. March Banks is second place guy. Master Pool's a fifth place guy. That's just where we're at. Okay. Cool. And the I Pope. So. And the Pope's a top ten guy. Um, shout out to Drake it's though, weird. by the way. Yeah, shout out to Drake. He's riding really well. Yeah, he's been great. I don't know if we don't talk about he's, him enough. 
it's weird that that first round seemed like the way it was going to be, right? That minute gap between the factory guys yeah. and the everyone else. Yep. And it's weird that it's just not like no. that's what you would think it would be. But we've, we're piling up a lot of data where it is the Marchbank's master pool group. They are the same as Cooper Webb and Plessinger and maybe Ferrandis. Like, they're battling with them. Yeah. It's just... And, and you know, um, for me myself, when I look, talk to the factory guys, I they tell me about how they they you know they're jumping in motocross late. They're focused on supercross. You know, different guys have different reasons. AP coming off an injury, Coop coming off an injury, Adam not right, and you just, and Dylan Dylan coming in, and you're you're like okay, well it's round four now, guys. <laughs> it's round four now, and sport clips and uh, a guy from Spain and a guy from Venezuela. Are just in yeah, the mix I mean, with you, yeah. Yeah, March Banks didn't race Supercross at all due to injury, and Master Pool was on a 250 at round one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, again, I, you know, I give these guys a little bit of grace period, 100. percent But we're at round four now, so. Um. Oh, by the way, have you either one of you ever talked to Derek Drake? Not a lot. I have not. Oh, a you, lot, but no. you have. But you have talked. I to mean, him. like for a second. Yeah. Okay. Not. Not. Anything of substance, no. Weege? Weege is gone. Okay. All right. Um, on to 250s. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing, Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks as well, K-O-U-B-A, links.com. Thank you to Cobalinks. Use the code PulpMX. Free shipping and a discount. It's a lowering suspension link. So if you were in high point and you were like a shorter stature guy and could have lowered your bike and really helped you in those ruts and up those off-cambers and everything, thank you to the folks at Cobalinks. Uh Again, made up and designed up there in Boise, Idaho, Cobolinks.com. Uh, thank you to the folks at Motorsport.com as well. Great online ordering company, uh, OEM and aftermarket parts. I've been ordering the crap out of stuff on Motorsport.com for my project bike. And great service and uh, free shipping on everything over $79. And, uh, yeah, you got a secret street bike like uh, like JT or you got all these 80s and 60s and whatever else like Weege. Go to Motorsport.com. Check them out. Dedicated team there. Gearheads to help you out. Thank you to those guys. And uh, as well, JT, the, uh, the Cowie SR. Yeah, that's uh, a really great offering. I, I love that all the OEMs are doing this, but um, Cowie really kind of took this to a new level. And, yeah, we, we both love that they call it the SR450, which has uh, a lot of heritage in that name, going back to all the, the factory bikes that Wordy and these guys all raced. But this one, you're going to get all kinds of upgrades. You go to your local dealer and get it, obviously. But it has, uh, yeah, the SR stands for Special Racer, for those that don't know that. But you get a kit suspension, you get you know polished uh, polished intake ports, modified cylinder head, pro circuit exhaust, extra clamps, hens and clutch cover, DID chain, uh, Renthal sprockets. But you get all the stuff that you would want to go out and add anyway. If you're gonna if you're a privateer and gonna go build a race bike, this is all the stuff you would want to add anyway. So I think it's a great way to go in, get the best of the best, one stop shop. And, uh, yeah, there's limited production of these things. They, you know, they're not a ton of them. They're probably going to be a little bit difficult to find at times. But, man, what a great offering the Kawasaki's giving to everybody. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really cool project. I wish this was around when I was racing because there were years that I had to go out and buy stock bikes and build them from nothing, and I could have jump-started the whole program in a really good way. We, uh, we know some people at Cowie. Should we try to get uh, Masterpool and SR? Like, just here you go. Yeah, yeah, I was actually surprised when he was telling me at Thunder Valley, like, their whole process. I was immediately, immediately thinking of that. Like, man, you could have just got this SR450 
and gone so far ahead of where you yeah. showed up here today. Um, but I think it was really thrown together at the last second, so maybe they couldn't find one. Um, Weech, on X Maps? Yeah, on X Maps uh, kind of reminds me where I'm driving right now as I'm headed home from High Point Raceway, and it looks like there's probably trails all over this drive, but you can only find them with on X Maps because they have half a million miles of trails mapped out for quads, Jeeps, ATVs, mountain bikes, dirt bikes. You can have single track dirt bike only trail systems, private land as well as public land, and you can download the maps into your phone so you can have them even if you travel where they don't have cell service. A lot of neat little features designed, for example, just if you're a single track enduro guy or a dual sport guy, um, very specific, unlike Google Maps, which is just for everybody. Uh, so go to onxmaps.com or Onyx Offroad in right. the App Store. And should we get Master Pool and SR? Yeah, I mean, I, as people are wondering if these bikes are gimmicks, like the A-Kit suspension, to JT's point, that is exactly it. That is exactly it. That is exactly what you're going to do if you're going to try to race at the highest level mm -hmm. and the bike just comes with it and these bikes are more expensive but i think if you just put if you just put the x-trick clamps the pro circuit exhaust and the a-kit i'm sure you're already spending more money than the sr costs well, over stock bike listen uh kyb took my suspension my tomac suspension back and then gave <laughs> and they gave me a-kit stuff and it's still really good so yeah yeah i'm riding currently with a-kit on at my uh, blue crew uh, Derek Drake, though. I, I want to mention that Derek Drake, yeah, oh. I do know him pretty well um, from the Loretta's days, mostly. Um, I still go back to the Derek Drake, Mitchell Falk, um, Seth Hamaker year battling for the Horizon Awards. Really well-spoken, really nice guy. He's been through a, a tough time with this uh, heart issue that he's still mm -hmm. working through. Yeah. But he's really friendly. Yeah, you should talk to him. Yeah. I've never talked to him. I've never said hi to him. I don't even... Yep. I, I know what he looks like, but I just... I have oh. no interaction with Derek Drake for years now. And but anyways, oh. whatever. Either way, riding great. Wow. So here's here's how you know he was on the TLD team, yep. right, for like two years or yep. something. Yep. Right. Uh, when he walks by there, they still love the big guy. Okay. You know, it's yeah. One of those deals. Right. So uh, that tells you a lot about the character of a guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So Hunter Lawrence won again. He won the second moto again. He came up through the pack in the first moto again, and he's four and zero. And Weeds, you talked last week on this pod about. You know, hey, we're all talking about Jet, but maybe we're not giving Hunter his due. I just want to say, first of all, never change AMA because the sheets they put out, RJ Hampshire had the overall win. And I was confused, and they said it was a seven-point penalty. And I'm thinking, well, that's what happened to Chase, but Chase kept the win. Seven points because the gap of three points from first to second works out to be seven. And Chase kept the win, but RJ's got the win. And I'm like, wait, maybe because it's two motos, there's a difference, then I don't know. And then they correct that an hour or two later. But on the points, Hunter still has his full points, 45 points. And But it says on the bottom, 96 received a seven-point post-race penalty for jumping on the Red Cross. And I am going to check right now. And hold on. I know it doesn't make great radio. Uh, no, okay, so on the points, they do have Hunter dock the seven. But on the sheets that I printed off from the race, he has his full points. Again, never change AMA. Just never, ever change. So, all right. Now, having said that, does anybody know, does anybody have Hunter jumping on this Red Cross or see it or see video or anything? Yeah, we did find it. We did oh. find it. Um, I, I took them all to get it. It's, I don't know if they went through a bunch of different cameras or found somebody else's footage or whatever it was. 
trying to remember where we showed it in the end. We didn't have it by the time we went off the air, but I think if you go to our post-race show, oh, okay. which is on the Super Motocross YouTube channel, it's it really doesn't get any more blatant. I hate to say it for him. The Red Cross flag was on the right side of the track. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was turning to the left, but it did have one of the lights on on the left side. I mean, I, I would say that the... I think the flag could have been seen easier if he was standing on the other side of the track, more toward the where the riders are yeah, looking. Yeah. But it did have a blinking light. I don't know how visible those are uh, in daylight. I, I feel like they're pretty bright. Um, he he, he said I mean, it, was, it he, was pretty clear. He said it was idiotic yeah. in the press conference. So there seems to be, yeah, like a, he was pretty clear. Like, you know, sometimes guys are like, yeah. oh, yeah, my bad. Right? Like, my, my bad. And yeah, he wasn't pumped. No. And no, he, he wasn't pumped. Right. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I mean, I hate, I don't want to be judge and jury at any of this. And he has a right to feel the way he feels. Um, but if you find it. Again, I think it's the Super Motocross YouTube channel has our mm -hmm. post-race show. I think that's where we showed it. I mean, it's like, eh, flags out and a light's on. And I I think the problem here is, what if the Rodders have been asked this? I understand you have to enforce this rule. This is for safety. I get it. I get that. But do the Rodders really see it all the time? Like, I don't know. JT, you race this level. What level of tunnel vision do you have? I mean, you can definitely not see it. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. You look in the wrong direction. You're not paying attention. You're looking down at a rut. Um, I yeah. mean, it happens for sure. No doubt about it. Just same as like flaggers, right? Sometimes you don't see the flag and you land on a guy or, or the flag's on a good spot. I mean, yeah, you could you could totally understand someone saying, I didn't see it. Um, but at the end, yeah, you have to do it. You have to enforce it. You have to you have to have rules. You just can't have guys yeah. jumping when they're around when there's Red Cross flags going. No, so, and I don't know if – there's anyone even down in the short clip I saw. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it was like the guy just gotten up. But they always say it doesn't matter if a guy's down or not. You just right. the golden rule is lights on. You can't jump. But in Hunter's defense, I, I don't know if you can tell the riders like, you know, you just have to see it. Like I, I do believe that there would be situations where with the light shining and the way, flag waving, they're just not. And I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess in in helmet speakers and. All of that is the answer, but that's that's a whole other deal. But yeah, yep. Um, right, right. They don't work that well, and who, the techno we can't even get timing and scoring. So God knows if we're going to get you know everybody yeah. with 40, 40 microphones and 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 working. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing is, yeah. I think the main thing. No one would ever believe this, but I think the main reason they don't want to go in that direction is, you know, for the factory guys, fine. They got enough people with radios to see every flag and every part of the track. But you think Masterpool, you think a privateer like that who has literally a panic and his parents, they're not going to see this stuff in radio to them. They're not going to they no, have enough. No, I, no I meant like an AMA guy, Master Control, cutting into everybody's speaker, everybody's helmet saying, oh, okay. slow down or, you know, wheels on the okay. ground or I, I don't know. But yeah, like like we've talked about, like we can't enforce anything and we don't seem to be no, able to. Yeah. No, no. Um, but I think the hesitancy there was because, okay, that's great for eight to ten riders. The rest of the field yeah. who's there with their buddy as their mechanic. What's we, that going to do? We got a guy with no shirt on in the LCQ. Yeah. <laughs> he'll have a radio though. He'll have a radio. Yeah, okay. exactly. We got we got a guy riding a, a bike with a ra with a flat tire. He's starting races with flat tires and broken radiators. We got we got guys like that. So, um, JT, it's eerie though. Maybe eerie isn't the right word. It's something at how similar Hunter's season has gone here. It's. It's becoming a thing. Yeah, I, I just think like you the turn same, the corners. It's like the same race every week. But. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a pattern. But I, I just think it's continuation from Supercross, man. Like, he is such a different 
racer this year. And maybe there were shades of this last summer too, uh, but just Jet was in the way. But I don't know because, I mean, he was in a battle with Joe all the way down the stretch, you know. So it wasn't like this type of thing. But, I mean, starting in Supercross and he's just doing the same thing. He just looks like he's in control of every situation. Looks like the best guy almost all the time. And Mm -hmm. when he's not, he doesn't freak out. Yeah, he's just... Yeah, um, just moving yeah, forward. He, just yeah, just yeah. yeah. He he just looks like the the savvy veteran of this class right now. Uh, Justin Cooper didn't race. Scary crash, and so he went back to the truck, and then like his throat started swelling up. That's kind of scary. Yeah. One of those things where you wonder why it doesn't happen more when you think about it. Like mm-hmm. I guess he landed and kind of got an uppercut from his handlebars. Yeah, and you think of. You know, losing the front, his crash was violent, but even just losing the front, like how you don't end up hitting your neck on the bars, you're, you see that happen. You're like, wait, that yeah. can happen at any time. Why doesn't it happen? Yeah. But, dude, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're hoping it's not serious, serious from a medical standpoint. But seems like even if it is yeah, not. Yeah, seems like it's going to be okay. Right. But, dude, just devastating, devastating for the series to, to lose 50 points in one day. Well, like, I, I mean. Horrible. I, I, we you know we talked about this all Supercross season. He was great in the race in the limited races, and the the goalposts moved over there. Depending on who you talk to, like first it was we have no budget for him, then it was he wants to focus on the outdoors, and then when Dylan was out, it was oh, he still wants to focus on the outdoors. We want him to focus on the outdoors, and that's all well and good. But now you're basically out of this because of injury that could happen to anybody, and right. like you just. All year long, the three of us are like, this is weird. This is strange. The guy's really good. And when you had an injury, you still didn't take him out racing. And here we are. So, yeah. Like, I guess all he has to do now is come back and win races. But I don't know. The plan was weird all year. We called it weird and strange. You know, the only way it would, it, the only way it would pay off was if he just crushed these outdoors. You know? And, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, it becomes a title or bust situation. The, the only thing that would make the year a success is this title. Um, yeah, if he went out, especially, man, you think the way that 450 field was the last three rounds? I mean, he could have had 450 Supercross podiums. Yeah. Then, if you the 250 title outdoor, it, the whole season doesn't look like a complete bust. Uh, but, yeah, you're one crash away in practice from that whole yeah. thing being flipped upside down, and that's what happened. And getting second or third in the series doesn't mean anything. We all know we can do that. That's not at his level. Yeah, no. at, not at his level. It's it's title or bust, and yeah, and so yeah, it's a bummer. Bummer. Yeah, bad bad deal. Um, so twenty years from now, JT, if somebody wants to say, "Hey, what was RJ Hampshire's career like?" Would you just put on this race? Yeah, or just pick any race. Okay, it's but fine. I feel I really feel like these two motos really. <laughs> Really encapsulated, like yeah. I mean, he just does the same thing every time. Like, he's, <laughs> he is all effort all the time, crashing, winning with no real, you know, uh, it's just no real reason to point to for either of those happening, like yeah. winning or crashing. Like you just like either of those are just as likely to happen, it, in my opinion. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal job by RJ. Just one seven on the day, um, and yep. and and. Yeah, it was just the full RJ Hampshire experience. Everybody buckle up. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, and uh, the one came with a crash. Yep. And then two of the greatest saves you'll ever see all in one moment. Yeah, and that pass for the lead on Hayden was awesome. Just, I want it. I'm digging for it. I'm coming in here way too hot. I'm going to figure it out once I get to the corner. 
and you figured, you know, like all of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was rubbing my hands together because that's Deegan also, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, we're gonna go to the last two laps. I'm like, if RJ gets close, <laughs> I mean, these guys will do anything to win this. There's no tomorrow for either of these guys, and then it it was exactly as you thought. Like it was just. We are both going to be wide open in this corner, and we don't even care about lines, ruts, mud. Who cares? Uh, it was awesome. Um, Egan was really pissed after the first moto. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, right when they came off the track, he was not happy. Um, Jalik was also not happy in moto two at RJ, I don't think. So, yeah. Um, and then Deegan went down too. Yeah, and RJ yeah. owned that one. He's, he did. Yeah. That was all on him. Yep. yep. And then uh, Hayden went down also, right? In the first lap of the first second moto? Right? Yeah. Yeah, on the, on the uh, car. Yeah, before. Bef- uh, before that. One. Yeah. No, it was actually before. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was uh, him and Jordan Smith hooked bars. But I mean, he had a bad start. So at that point, you're just a passenger at times. But right. they did they did say it was him and Smith. Um, I just don't want anybody to think this was some sort of teammate drama. Uh, it was, But he was down already. So that was a heck of a ride, too. Yeah, his sec- Hayden's second moto was great. Really good. I mean, because RJ yeah, was, was right behind him. He was going for it. RJ was right behind him for 75% of the moto, and then at the end, Hayden pulled away, you know, to get – I mean, he only finished one spot higher, but he was, uh, uh, you know, multiple seconds from where he was. So, yeah, really yeah, good true. ride. Both of those guys, true. really good ride for both of those guys. Um, Schmoda, 7-3. I feel like well, Jeff- I messed up that first turn. Yep. In that first moto, yep, been a lot of that for him. He's like been like RJ Light. I feel, yeah, yeah. I imagine Hunter wasn't too stoked on that. Uh, Vial rode really well in Moto Two. Got a second. Uh, what happened in the first moto? He dro- he lost spots in the first moto. Did he? Didn't look like he went down. I think he just gradually lost spots. Or, or am I not remembering this right? Moto one. I honestly don't know. Okay, I, I wasn't right. paying he, close enough attention to him. He he did have a good start, didn't he? He had a good start. Didn't he start he came, like fourth. He came up. I think he was fourth or fifth, and then it didn't yes. look like he fell. It looked. I need to look at his lap times. Maybe there's something in his lap times, but um, it looked like he just slowly kind of got uh, eaten up a little bit. But let me look here. Yeah, now if I remember back to the beginning of the first 250 moto, I feel like he had a good start. I might be wrong about that. Um, second moto, I feel like that's the best he's ridden all year. Oh yeah. yeah, he was catching he was catching Hunter for a while. Yep, like closing in, and then I don't know if he got tired or made mistakes. Um, because Hunter didn't really change a lot, but just the the charge kind of faded. Pretty much right when you guys said, "Hey, he's cutting, he's catching Hunter Lawrence." He stopped catching yeah, Hunter Lawrence. He did. Yeah. I know. I totally felt like we jinxed him. Right. Uh, but good job for Vial. Um, Hymas led laps. That was awesome. Six laps for Hymas led. So he's yeah. He was. Did you see uh, his first lap of the second moto? He did like a two seventeen, and I was like, "Oh, he might check out here." And he, that was it. Like he, he never really came close to doing that again. Mm-hmm. But man, that was a really good first lap. Yeah, Hymas is getting a little um, under undercut here in the Hayden Deegan, and Hayden Hayden deserves it. He's riding great, but yeah, Hymas. And Hymas, Hymas wants nothing more than to beat Hayden Deegan. Like, I don't think it's, like, a an angry rivalry. Right. Like, it's not, like, bitter or anything, but there is definitely a rivalry there. Chant definitely, definitely wants to be Hayden. And, I mean, they're all they're all rookies, right? So it's, like, who's the best of that group? Yeah, but yep. That is definitely a thing. Ryder D, good job. I think that's steady. Good job for Ryder D. Jalik Swole, uh, like we said, he came up from – he was, like, right behind 
Hayden and RJ, a few spots behind RJ, all that second moto. But 4-11 for, for Jalik at a track he won before it. It's a pretty good job. I think Jalik's been, yeah. been good through, through eight motos. Um, Kitchen qualified 32nd and then got 12th in moto two or moto one. And then second moto led a little bit and then got fourth. <laughs> yeah. All over the map for Levi. Yeah, I even went over there uh, after qualifying to figure out if there was anything wrong, and they didn't seem to think so. I mean, I just talked to the mechanic. I didn't talk to a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was bizarre, Yeah, the qualifying time. I, I just want to make sure that wasn't a mistake, you know, again, knowing the results. Yeah. he, uh, he said no, the, I guess that yeah. was legit. He said on the show he's not a good qualifier, but I don't think he meant that, 32nd. Yeah. Um, did So did you guys hear much talk of Kitsch out there? Kitch. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get Kitch going. No, I don't I don't think that's a thing yet. He said he heard it more than he'd like. More than he'd like to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get Kitch going. So So he's not into that. No. No. Okay. Which which makes it okay. even better that I'm gonna try to yeah, get it going. Then, then there's some motivation. Yeah. yeah there is some motivation. Yeah, I mean Chef is good. There's nothing wrong with Chef. But uh Kitch is also, I feel like, pretty good. What's up, Kitch? You know? John Kitch? Isn't there a Kitch? Well, yeah, there was a Kitch, yep. John Kitch, yep. Uh, Max Volan, six twelve. Caden Braswell's been uh, doing all right. I think, I think Braswell's been better than I thought when I heard he was getting a TLD fill-in, right? Yes, I was thinking this. He's gotten much better at every race, and now this fill-in is going to pay off. Like he was kind of in a similar situation. I feel like Colt Nichols was with Honda in Supercross. It's like you're a four fifty rookie, and this is your only shot. So you've got to be awesome while you're learning, which is very difficult to do. And I'm like, ah, Braswell's only going to get four races. He's never even raced a national before. But now, I think he's done it. I think he's done enough. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to sign him, but for other teams to be like, hey, this Roswell kid mm-hmm. might have something. Yeah. I think he's done what he needs to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jordan Smith had a rough day. Uh, Dylan Schwartz was okay. Uh, Kilroy, 10th in the first moto. Good job, Preston Kilroy. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to say that when I was saying the roller coaster ride yeah. of emotions. They he, got Kilroy up there, too. He was fifth for Club. a while in, in Moto One. Yeah. 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 Good job. Yeah, it stayed in there. Yep. Uh, Talon He kind of got forgot about it. Remember him and Schwartz were like crushing it for the. Wait, that was Bar X then. Too, that was right? Bar X also. And, now, Bar-X, and yeah. now Schwartz is back on Bar X. Bar <laughs> Kilroy. Who knows, man? Uh, Kilroy's on Club. Yep. Again, never. I've never spoken to Preston Kilroy. Nice guy. Do we know? I like his effort. He, he, he rides hard all moto. Yeah, I know him because obviously I've been at club here and there from Wyoming. Yeah. Not many racers from Wyoming. No. I think that's the no. most notable. No. no, exactly. So what's his home track? Washougal? Lakewood? I would say Denver probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yenser? What do we know about Yenser, Weege? Oh, uh, local product. Uh, that's, that was big. Yep. Yeah, uh, no, Dad Rod been around in the scene for a long, long time, and uh, this is his rookie year. I guess starting, he did a couple futures, then he's starting as a pro here. But uh, yeah, he's grown and raised, born and raised at High Point. Yep. Why is he on a Suzuki? It's what it's what the Cernic area of the country does, bro. <laughs> they just continue to pump it out. Okay. It was shocking. I was at High Point for the amateur day. I hadn't been at a local race at High Point in 20 years, and I was surprised. It used to be about 80% Suzuki's back then. It's not anymore. Hmm. Okay. It's not. There's still a decent amount, though. I would say the percentage is still higher probably than the average local track. They're still out there. Cernix has, uh, to, be, the, Cernix has to be the number one Suzuki RM dealer in the country, right? 
I don't even know. Uh, you know what's funny? I don't even know if Cernic owns Cernix anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't he, he doesn't. Does. You're yeah. right. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't. Right. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Cernic's around. He still does uh, tire changes. I actually got a tire from him this weekend. Um, so Cernic's still in the scene. But Cernic's shop is no longer owned by the Cernic family. They just kept the name. Well, as far as I can tell, Chase Jenser was the top guy out of a van with a seventeen seventeen. Everyone else was. No, uh, no, he's not. He's on. He's oh. on Barrex. Oh, he's on Barrex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, when uh, I said yeah. why is he on a Suzuki, that's where you jump in and say he's on Barrex. Oh, well, you, he's waiting for you to make a mistake. And I he was, jumped in. I was confused. You just saw a privateer yeah. randomly bought yes. a Suzuki. Yes. Oh, I yes. No, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, no. does Yenser get like 40 bikes from Wheeler? And that's why he's on a, <laughs> yeah. like, why is this man? They didn't make 40 bikes. Why? Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. But <laughs> why, why is this man on a Suzuki is what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's on Bar X. Oh. But he know what he's been on Suzuki's as an amateur. I guess he's in. Is Suzuki have a program? I guess he's been part of the Suzuki program, as all riders in that area of the country are. Okay, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Weech, Corey Karsten, 21 in the first moto. <sighs> Going back to the 250 class. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Corey's been all over the place, yeah. So I see Barry uh, riding down on a pit bike down to the starting line area, and, uh, he, and it was a Suzuki pit bike, don't worry. <laughs> and... Uh, and I'm like, oh, you even got the Suzuki pit bike. And he's like, yep, and this one's even got an electric start. And I'm like, but wait, isn't this actually, didn't this pit bike come? Isn't this actually a Cowie? Isn't this from when they merged? And he's like, oh, we don't need to talk about that. And then he hit his electric start button. <laughs> and took off. Yeah. 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 So, so even though that merger is over, Suzuki's continuing to pump, or the, the bike was that old. Oh, it's Barry. The bike's that old. Yeah, good point. You're right. All right. You know, he probably got a pit bike in 05, and that's going to be the pit bike for life. It, is this Steve Roman? Is that Stevie Roman? Yep. Yep, same Steve Roman. And then he was back today to dominate all the local classes today. So he qualified fifth overall because of the track conditions. And how old is Steve Roman? Uh, I think I saw he had a kid at the race that was fairly old. Like, <laughs> a kid's hanging out with my son, and he's like, my dad just jumped the tunnel jump. And I'm like, what? I'm like, nobody's jumping the tunnel jump on Sunday amateur day. And then they're like, well, that's Steve Roman. And I'm like, what? What what's going on here? Stevie Roman. God, I, I was like, is that a junior? Is that a Stevie Roman junior? No, I mean, okay. Yeah, I think he was I mean, thirty plus today. JT raced Steve Roman. I did. Yeah, that's how goddamn old he is. Um, yeah. on a Suzuki, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's what we do. It's what we do in the Western Pennsylvania area. JT, did you fall for the Maddie Jorgensen fantasy? Hype. No, I was uh, I was on the train and then I was like, you know what? I'm hopping off this train. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where it stops. I don't know where it's going. Right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hop right off here and get back in the uh, in Grand Central Station. So he's an amateur, I guess. This was his first race. Dan Truman was irate. So, yeah, Matty Organson from Denmark. Well, you can't, dude. He he did it in the B group, which had the faster track. Like, you can't blame him. Like. The, well, oh, he was pretty fast. No, he, it, speed was speed was speed was not the problem. He was blaming him because he didn't have a a backup motor. He blew up his motor, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, he, he was like tenth in the first moto, Weege. Like, he was fine. No problem. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. He oh, was I thought it was hot time when the track was fresh, right off the rip. No, you're saying he could have got a good finish if the engine. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. No problem. No problem. Oh. He gets. He gets. Maybe not tenth, but yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Top fifteen, top seventeen, something like yeah. that. No problem. 
Yeah, he was a breakout star at Loretta's last year in one of the B classes, so it'd be interesting. I guess he's going to do two, three nationals, then does, do Loretta's. Does he commute from Denmark, or what are we doing? He's living in America? He was, last year he was at south of the border. Now I think he's at the darn um, dog pound with the Lawrences. Who isn't there? Like So many people are there. Yeah, he rides with okay. Minus and the Lawrences. Yep. Uh, the Slate Smith guy, I picked him in fantasy. Good job, Slate Smith. 18-19. Take it. South Africa zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else? High point? Weed, do you have any mechanicals today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, well, I get to the track Friday, and they uh, decide they're not going to have any riding. So I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? So I go over to Cernic, and I'm like, hey, man, might as well buy some new tires. Take as long as you want. We don't need the bike. And he's like, I don't have any tools. You got to bring the wheels over. And I'm like, good freaking oh, Lord. Like, like, Cerna, come on, man. You definitely know way more about taking wheels off a bike than I do. So that was a disaster, getting the, getting the, getting the wheels off, then getting them back on when it was raining on Friday. But we did it. And then today, a kid goes out and practice, and he's so ungodly slow. And then he comes off, and he's furious. And he's like, the bike's no good. So <laughs> I can't get any... I can't get any real feedback. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And the bikes, I've always said this bike sounds sick. It doesn't sit, not sick in like a Deegan like that was so sick way, but it sounds ill. Um, so I finally, I'm like, well, only thing I can think of is spark plug. Now I've had a new spark plug for a long time, but I don't know how to install it. So it doesn't really help that I just carry it in my pocket. <laughs> I have no pocket. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to find somebody to do this. So, uh, I was headed to the, the factory uh, gas gas GNCC team was there. They don't race 50s, so I don't think they know anything about this. So I was walking up that direction, and I see somebody, and they're like, what's happening out there? I'm like, ah, oh, bike's running bad. This dad had the spark plug wrench, the special spark plug wrench you need for a KTM or a gas gas 50. Not only did he have one, but he no longer has that bike, so he no longer needs it. So he changed the spark plug. He actually brought his uh, son, who's 13, he did the work, and then they let me keep the spark plug wrench. An 85cc rider changed the plug, and they gave me the spark plug wrench for free. Yeah, and the well, winning the, the old winning. spark plug was very dirty, very and, dirty. And did this did this help? I think it did. Okay. It did. Um, I was mad because my kid could not kickstart his bike, and I'm like, dude, you are eight years old. We are at the point where you got it. Well, with the new spark plug, he could. So maybe that wasn't his fault. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So it was better, but we the classic thing. And by the way, make sure my wife ever listens to this podcast because I said we were doing open practice on Friday. Mm-hmm. That got rained out. Sunday was racing. I promised my kid he could ride, so we had to race. She does not know about this. Please, no one tell her. Okay, she does not know we raced. This was okay. This was against the orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not supposed to do this. And my mom also, his grandmother, adamant that he should never race a motorcycle. But he, well, um, he raced KJSC and Daytona. Yeah, they didn't like that either. Okay. Um, well, it was more like, I think, okay, he got to check the box. We got away with it. He's still alive. Well, I pushed the envelope. He made it up the wall in, uh, in Salt Lake. Yes, right. <laughs> he made it up the wall. Let's where We had the classic 50. I mean, dude, the track was still brutal. Today. It was so friggin' soft for these kids. So the classic, they all come out of the gate. It's 20 feet of hard pack, and then it's 30 feet of just mulch mud. And now he's got the new spark plug, so he's fired up, and he gets a great jump, and then he just yard sails as soon as he hits the mud. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll show you guys the video of the 
I have a video of the start and then the phone just being dropped as I'm like hurriedly like, oh God, he's dead. Um, like over the bars, then, like bikes stuck and he went over the bars? Yeah, like they just, these little wheels, like you get in the mud and they just yeah, go yeah. from whatever speed to right, zero. Right. Uh, and then I found out we were signed up for three classes, which is cool. I didn't know there were three classes we could do. And it was me and also Caleb Russell's son. And then we got DQ'd. We were not eligible for those classes on our bikes, but we didn't know that. So uh, mm. that was our day. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds eventful. Jesus. That was our day. Yeah. Always the bike to run. It's always eventful. Yep. But if I have enough in races, I'll eventually have a whole bunch of new parts of the bike as we continue to. We got a clutch of <laughs> Daytona. We got a spark plug this time. I got tires from Cernic. Honestly, yeah. can you just. Like I feel like Nash would just follow you around and help you at everything, everything you want to do up the up up and down the East Coast seaboard. He would love it. He would love it. N- Nash is uh, the next Mike Bonacci. You 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 just watch. He's a teacher. Yeah, when he retires, he oh, will okay. be like Bonacci. Okay. Yeah. All right. You just wait. Did you see the club video where uh, Bonacci posted that Brandon uh, Haas, the team owner, said, "When we get to the podium, be classy, act like we podium before." And there's a picture of Benacci on the bike stand jumping up and down. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no way. That's great. That. I very yes. much want to see this. Though. Yeah. Yes. yes. But Nash would totally do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, somebody walked an easy up over to us and like, hey, we got a spare easy up. Here you go. You need an easy up. Wow. And they walked it over to our pit and just put it up for us. Unbelievable. A lot of sympathy out there. A lot of sympathy. It's, wow. When we hear these stories on these pods, and yeah, I understand it. Yeah. 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 My kid didn't ride you today. That's a real problem. I don't know. I, I feel like, Did I guess he, you probably have to ride mud and ruts previously in your life to so actually be able to do it. He got up. He, he got up from this hellacious crash. Crash. He got up and then he did. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's, look, I, I'm, I'm no Frank Thomas, but I know you don't let them quit. I do know that. Right, right. Never quit. Okay. Yep. Yep. No, fair enough. Yeah. All right. That's a so that's the wrap on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast High Point Review. Anything else? You guys enjoying your week off? Well, not yet. I mean, we just got home. We yeah. isn't even home yet. You're going to enjoy your I weekend off, yet. I guess I meant. You're going to enjoy your weekend I off. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. I haven't even thought about it. I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, my yeah. wife my wife's leaving me. She's out going out of town. So, I'm I'm looking forward to not getting on an airplane. That's about all I got for, for now. Okay. Fair enough. And then we're on to Red Bud. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. See yep. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the thing.